Welcome to Your Personal Power Pod, a podcast about aligning yourself with the life you want. And here are your hosts, Sandy Abel and Shannon Young. Shannon, another wonderful day. How are you? I'm well, thank you. It is a beautiful day. I'm enjoying the fact that even though it is mid-August in Southern Oregon and there are fires in Northern California, we have no smoke. Knock on wood. It's unbelievable. Right. And the temperature's perfect. It's going to be 88 today. Oh, right on. sunny and gorgeous. I just love our life. We are very, very fortunate. I hope other people are loving their lives too. And it should be noted that I know there are other places in the country and in the world that are not experiencing conditions like we have today. We frequently do not have conditions like we do today. (laughs) (laughs) Which is why we're so excited about this. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So today's topic is an interesting one, and I am very impressed that you tackled it because it is so huge. It is huge, and I can't guarantee that we'll do a spectacular job. We'll do what we can do. But one of our listeners asked us to talk about friendships. So if our listeners ask, we try to meet their need. And she said that sometimes friendships are tricky, and she wanted to hear our thoughts. It's true. They are really tricky. It's something I've worked with and on all my life and continue to do this very day. And you know, I think it gets harder to make friends the older you get. And I don't know if that's maybe just my experience because the older I get, the more I tend to overthink things. But Mm. it felt like when I was a kid, you meet up with someone, you have fun together. Maybe your parents know each other, you play well together. And until you learn otherwise, that person is your friend. And now, I don't know, maybe I'm just more cautious. What do you think? A friendship is a complex process. It includes each person's desire to engage with the other in a variety of ways. And when you're little, the variety of ways is you play together. (laughs) Fairly limited. (laughs) Yes, it's not, you don't get really deep and share secrets and make yourselves really vulnerable. You just play at the playground or, you know, whatever you do. True. So it's much simpler. It's less complicated, but it's about a mutual interest. When you're little, the mutual interest is let's go play baseball. Yes. But when you get older, it's more about thoughts and feelings and emotions that gets trickier. Yes. So an interesting thing is that research has found that having good friends brings more happiness into your life than virtually anything else. Friendships have a huge impact on your mental health and happiness and also your physical health. They help relieve stress and provide comfort and joy and prevent loneliness and isolation. Developing friends can have a powerful impact on how your life unfolds. So it's really a huge thing. Absolutely. And I think I've discovered with some friendships over the years that when friends get married, sometimes they disappear. But Mm -hmm. that I found that especially, I mean, it was important as a single person to have friends, but the friendships were different. Uh And now that I'm married, I think having good, close friends is really important. Because if Mm -hmm. you start relying on your partner for everything in your world, including the kind of relationship your friends used to deliver, you're Uh setting yourself up for disappointment and making unreasonable demands on your partner. Right. Yeah, it's a balance. It's always a balance. Relationships are a balance. And it's also important to understand that friendships often happen for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. We've talked about that before. 
There's acquaintances who are people you know well enough to make small talk with, uh, the clerk at the grocery store that you see every week, the person at the gas station, or the neighbor two blocks down. You wave and say hi, and those are acquaintances. Then there's a friend, is someone you share something with, like carpool duties or your kids' sports, or you're both members of the same club or group, and there are people you might occasionally socialize with. Mm -hmm. And then there are close friends with whom you have a high level of trust and unconditional regard and affinity. You enjoy spending time together or traveling together, and you trust them emotionally so that you can share secrets and vulnerabilities, and they reciprocate in the same way. Mm -hmm. And then there's best friends, and they're very, very special and very rare. They are the ones that understand and support you and always have your back. There's a huge level of trust between you and the other person. You know they will always be there for you regardless of what you need. And you might not even see them very often, but when you do, it's like no time has passed mm -hmm. and you pick up right where you left off. I know you have a couple of friends like that. I do. I do. I have some friends who I think just by virtue of having been in each other's lives for a long time, even though they're not around, the relationships have kind of shifted and changed and taken root and grown over the years. I think we need to acknowledge that just because somebody fits into one of these categories doesn't mean that they stay there forever. Some no. of us have best friends that are our best friends for life. Some right. of us have had best friends who, you know, let us down and are no longer in our life. I know that my husband went from being a 20-year acquaintance to being my partner. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it just took you guys a while. <laughs> right. We're slow. I'm okay yeah. with that. <laughs> had to make sure it was good. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Friendships can change. They can go from just being acquaintances to being best friends. And then best friends, something can happen, life changes, or something big occurs. And it goes from being a wonderful close friendship to toxic and uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to deal with those. One of the things I've noticed, especially recently, is how different the friendships between men and women can be. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I think men have it easier, really. <laughs> <laughs> They do the waffle brain thing. They can put things in different buckets and everything isn't connected like it is in female brains. Yeah. And obviously we're doing huge generalizations about yes. gender and such. But studies have shown that men usually bond over activities. Mm -hmm. uh, male friendships are often about rooting for the same team or playing on the same team or being great work partners. Then those friendships can be long-term and close, but might not be as deep as female friendships, which are founded on sharing intimacies and secrets and being more emotional about things, where men are more about activities. Of course, men do bond emotionally also, and women do bond over activities. The research has shown that in general, huge generality here. <laughs> it's just interesting to know the difference. I remember having a conversation once with a man who was in my life very briefly, and he was telling me about a friend of his, and they'd been friends forever. And he was telling me about how this guy would cheat on his wife all the time. And he ended his story with saying, but he's a great guy. 
And I was like, how is he a great guy? Yeah, when your values are not meshing. Yeah, and I said, how is he a great guy? He is betraying the trust of the person he has vowed to spend his life honoring. How does that make him a great guy? And the look on my friend's face was fascinating because it had never occurred to him that what this guy was doing in his marriage might affect the quality of his character. He was like, oh, I never (laughs) thought about that. We hang out. I like him. He's fun to be with. He's been good to me. So he's a great guy. And I was like, well, you know, maybe to you, but I don't see how in general he's an amazing human being, (laughs) you know, but it had never (laughs) occurred to him that those two buckets might touch. Yeah. And in his world, they didn't. Right. Yeah. Whatever this guy did with his wife or didn't do with his wife was not your friend's concern. Right. Didn't affect him at all. In his world, this guy was fun and nice and good and hadn't betrayed him yet. So although the fact that he was betraying his wife might be a clue that he might betray your friend too, but Mm -hmm. he hadn't considered that. So how do we recognize when a friendship either starts out in a bad place or kind of starts to go that direction? What does a toxic friendship look like? And a lot of friendships that are good somehow turn toxic. Mm -hmm. I've had experience with that in my life. Mm -hmm. You notice that after spending time with the person, you feel worse. You don't feel good about yourself or about the relationship instead of feeling better. You find yourself looking for reasons to avoid that person. Your friendship seems to be all about the other person and not about you. Your friend tries to isolate you from other people. That happens a lot. Mm -hmm. That the attitude is well, if you're going to be my friend, you're my friend, and I own you, and you can't have other friends too. And if Mm -hmm. you do, then you're not my friend. And that's scary. Kids do that, they get really possessive about their friends. Or your friend might spend all their time talking about him or herself. And then when it's your turn, they don't show any interest in you. And when it's your turn to talk, they change the subject and get back to themselves. That's yes. a red flag, my goodness. Or your friend might talk behind your back and criticize you to other people. And it gets back to you and you're like, oh, wow, really? Well, there's no trust in that. Mm-hmm. Friendships are all about trust. Good, healthy friendships are all about trust and emotional and physical safety. Yes. And if you don't have those, there is no friendship. I've noticed that for me, when a relationship is starting to go sour, the first sign for me may be just kind of a vague feeling of sadness. And I'm not sure why, but where once I used to hang out with this person and it was fun and light and felt good and safe. Now there's just this kind of a faint grieving going on and I'm not sure where it's coming from. Yeah. But when you think about getting together with that person, it's not, oh, yay. It's like, hmm. I think I might be busy. And you're not even aware that you're thinking that. I think I might be busy. (laughs) (laughs) I might be doing something else. Uh, So what does a good friendship look like? Walter Winchell, brilliant man that he was, says a good friend is one who walks in when the rest of the world walks out. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So a good friend is one you feel emotionally and physically safe with and be yourself around. They're not trying to change you. They're not criticizing you. They're just accepting and loving you as you are. No judging going on. No judging. Just appreciation and love and all that good stuff. And you can always count on them to be there for you. There's mutual trust and respect. That is huge. Mutual is a big word. Yes. Comes from both sides. If it's one-sided, it's not a friendship. They're reliable and you can count on them. They're supportive. You accept each other as you are. 
you have mutual active listening. You both pay attention to and focus on and listen to each other and are supportive. You're emotionally available. It's nice if you have similar interests. You both show up during tough times and are there for each other, as you said, without judgment. Mm -hmm. And you each give as much as you take. And that doesn't always happen at the same time. There have been situations where I've had friends who've been there for me for a long time when I've been in crisis or just working through something challenging. And then eventually it will shift and they'll need someone to be there for them. Right. But exactly. it isn't the kind of thing where it's like equal or happening at the same time. Sometimes you can be in a place where you just can't, like you're tapped out, you're stressed, your friends are having problems too. And you're like, I love you and I will love you. And I'm here if you just need someone to sit, but I've got my own stuff going on too, you know, and you just kind of hold hands as you go through it. Right. Exactly. You're there for each other. Non-judgmentally. Mm -hmm. And you know that you're emotionally safe and you can trust this person. And you both know that and you show it so that your actions prove that you really are there for each other. Mm -hmm. So you can't be a bad friend and have a great friend. Right, exactly. It's important for each of us to make sure that we are a good friend. We have to treat your friend just as you want them to treat you. You be reliable, thoughtful, trustworthy, and willing to share yourself and your time. You be a good listener. You'd be prepared to listen and support them just as you want them to do that to you. And you give them space. You don't be too clingy or needy. You don't try to possess or own them. Mm -hmm. You got to let them be who they are. Exactly. And they can't be your be all and end all like you were saying about your spouse. You can't count on the person that you love most in the world to fill every single need you have. Yeah, that's, that's not fair. That's too big a burden to put on that other person. And you can't expect your friend to do that either. So you can't be clingy and needy. You have to allow them to spend time with other people and you have to spend time with other people. Mm -hmm. And you can't set too many rules and expectations. You have to allow your friendship to evolve naturally. Both of you are unique people, so your friendship will evolve in the way that two unique people are going to make it happen. You can't predict that. Or control it. And you have to be forgiving no one's perfect and every friend will make mistakes. No friendship develops smoothly. If there's a bump in the road, try to find a way around it. The important thing is if something happens that shakes your trust or feels uncomfortable, if you value the friendship, talk about it. Bring it up to the other person. Say, hey, I noticed this thing happened and this is how I feel thinking about it or this is how I felt when it happened. Tell me your side of this. What's going on and where do we stand and let's iron this out and what do we need to do to be able to fix it so we can move ahead and still have our strong, wonderful friendship? Yeah. Sometimes that takes time. Sometimes you aren't sure how to approach it, what to say, maybe not sure how you feel about it. So talking to somebody else about it is really hard. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of in that place with somebody right now, somebody I love dearly. And we had a situation a couple of years ago that threw a giant wrench into our friendship and we still kind of touch base shallowly, uh -huh. but there hasn't been the big sit down heart to heart that there probably needs to be to clear the air. And I think that's just because neither one of us knows how to do it right now. Well, you both have to be ready to do it. Right. 
I would think. Yeah, and I don't know that we are. One of you has to reach out and say, hey, we used to have a wonderful thing. Is there a way we can get that back? And then the other person can say, I'm not ready, or yes, let's talk. But one of you has to be brave enough and ready and ready. To reach out. Yeah. Just make the offer. It's very complicated. The thing about good friendships, long-term friendships, is yes, there will be bumps in the road. There will be ups and downs. But if you're both committed to the relationship enough, just like a marriage, if you're committed to the relationship, you're willing to work through the problem and fix it so that it can be even stronger. Mm -hmm. But it's not an easy thing. It's really tricky and really hard. You kind of put your emotions on the line. Yes, because it's very easy for one party or the other to say, you know what, this is just too hard. I don't want to deal with it. Right. It's a scary place to be. It is. But at least then you know, so you won't be clinging to the what if and maybe and wish I had. You'll know it's either they want to get it back or they don't. At that point, it's on their shoulders. If you've reached out, and they'll tell you where they want to be, and then you go, okay, fine. Yeah. You make yourself very vulnerable when you do that. Yes. And you have to ask yourself if reclaiming what you had is worth putting yourself on the line like that. Yeah. Relationships are tricky, and friendships are the hardest, I think, along with marriage. <laughs> That's pretty tricky, too. <laughs> Ideally, your spouse is your friend as well. Oh, I hope so. Absolutely. And that's what's going to keep you going. I don't know who it was who said, you know, being married is just falling in and out of love over and over and over again. And that friendship is the glue that ties you together when you're not in the in love portion. Oh, I like that. That's really good. It's true. It's kind it of is true. a really special thing. But if you don't have that friendship, who? I don't know how people do it. I don't know why you're married. If your spouse isn't your friend, why are you together? I don't know. Different people have different needs. I guess. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Hopefully it's working for them. <laughs> so wrap it up, Sandy. Okay. For a complicated topic, we kind of cruised through it. I hope that we covered the important parts. I think we did a really good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Go us. If I do say so myself. <laughs> well, I hope it answered our listeners' question. Friendships are very tricky. Everybody struggles with them. And with each person, you have a different kind of friendship. So it's important that you be aware of yourself and how it's impacting you. Mm -hmm. So wrapping up, having good friends is an important part of your mental, emotional, and physical health. Good friends relieve stress and bring comfort, support, and joy to your life. And there are several different kinds of friendships. So get clear if you have a friend that you think is a really, really good friend and they just think you're an acquaintance, that's probably not going to work for you. So get clear that you're both on the same page. Yeah, there was a saying floating around on social media a few years ago that said, don't make somebody a priority when they make you an option. Beautiful. Absolutely so true. You both have to be each other's priority or let it go. Because most good friendships have several things in common, including mutual trust and emotional and physical safety. Absolutely. If they're your priority and you're not theirs, there's no trust there. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> And friendships that were once good can switch and become negative because life changes, uh, because somebody moves away, because something happens and somebody takes it wrong and gets upset. A huge variety of reasons why good friendships can become toxic. When they do, first of all, try to save it if you want to. But then if they're not responsive or if they're staying toxic, remove yourself from interacting with them. 
because you have to take care of yourself. Does it ever go the other way? Do friendships that are toxic become healthy? I think they can if people want to work at it. Yeah. I've heard stories about people who thought they hated each other for a variety of reasons. And then one day they actually sat down and talked about it and realized, oh, wow, you know, there's a lot of misinformation here. And what I thought I didn't like about you isn't even true. Mm -hmm. We can change that. It's all about being willing to make yourself vulnerable and put yourself out there and be real with the other person Mm -hmm. if you think it's worth saving, if it's valuable enough. Good friends are being supportive and accepting of each other. There are many things you can do to become a better friend. Yeah. When you do this, you will find you have a much happier life. And that's a question that you can ask the people that you consider friends, especially if there's somebody who's one level of friend and you want them to be a deeper level of friend, that you want them Mm -hmm. to be one of your front row people. Right. You know, how can I be a better friend to you? What can I do that will support you? And I've had friendships become more meaningful and deeper just by expressing an interest in how I can make that happen and then following through when somebody said, this is how you can help me out or be there for me. And I've had some friendships grow really slowly that are now very important just because we both said, hey, how can I do this? How can we help each other? That's beautiful. As long as both people are willing to do it. Yes, yes. It needs to be balanced, not equal at the same time, like you said before. Somebody might have a big need and the other person is there for them, but then things shift. It needs to be balanced. Absolutely. You're my friend. And you are my dear friend. (laughs) Always and forever. (laughs) Always and forever. We want to hear from you, whether it's your stories about how self-esteem and personal power affect your life or topics you'd like us to address in future episodes. And we would love for you to review our podcast. You can do this wherever you stream, or you can visit us at yourpersonalpowerpod.com. Click contact and drop us an email. We're excited to let you know we're now on Instagram, so you can find us at yourpersonalpowerpod. And if you want to learn how coaching can change your life, contact Sandy at sandy at insidejobscoach.com. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, find your power and change your life.